Just Being Honest, the JBH Podcast. Let's rock this. True food, full thought. On this episode, number 49 of the Just Being Honest Podcast, our guest taught us a very vital lesson that we must all relish in what we have. Born and raised in a very small town. Guys, she's going to explain just how small that town was. On the East Coast, our gal soon blossomed into a vivacious actress. But she really and truly did not set out on this path as her initial plan in life. Cultivating both her psychology and Spanish degrees while in college, her curiosity in the world around her peaked. And that is when she soon discovered that her talent plus her knowledge would shine even further in front of the cameras. But, guys, Chelsea Gilson, she has a deeper story to share with us all. Her story is really one about embracing your confidence in your authentic why. She shares all about her pageant days and about how body image awareness and weight was a cycle that she couldn't seem to shake until she found the world of cultural experience. This is a very relatable subject that I think we can all connect upon. Also, Chelsea tells us how she healed her gut and her skin conflicts by simply sticking to her truth and persevering toward an answer that would save her. She didn't let the doctors tell her that it was incurable. No, she didn't. Seriously, how many times have you heard that it's not going to be cured? She kept on going, guys. Well, that's what I love about this Chelsea. Oh, and did you know that Chelsea is a mermaid in Hawaii Five-O? Stay tuned for that one. This is a mega, mega turn-up-the-volume discussion all of you to hear. So grab your blankie, get snuggly, and turn up just being honest. Kiss, kiss, hug, hug, ciao. Hi guys, this is your host, Katie, and this is the Just Being Honest podcast. This is your health, nutrition, and lifestyle coach, It's Friday here in our world, but you may be listening to us right when this podcast comes out, which is Monday, or maybe it's Tuesday, maybe it's Wednesday, maybe it's Thursday, maybe it's Friday, Saturday, Sunday, I don't know, guys. But um, welcome to the JBH Podcast. I've got an amazing guest on today. You may recognize her from a couple of flicks on the big screen. Um, Also, you may know her from... Just the holiday season, actually, you know, I want to jump into that. Guys, when it becomes a little, okay, Southern California talk here, cold outside, when it becomes cold outside, I'm talking like mm, 50s, you know, at night, and I'm like, "Mm -mm, not going outside, putting my old man pajamas on, lighting a fire, and watching Hallmark, Lifetime movies, tis the season. Well, do I have a treat for you. Our guest today is actress, 
and lifestyle blogger, Miss Chelsea Gilson. Chelsea, welcome to the GVH. What a nice, warm welcome. Oh my gosh. Well, welcome. You have been a traveling maven, um, as we were just talking about, and it is all of a sudden January. I know. I don't know what happened. I, I mean, I like the fresh beginning, but I just feel like it kind of snuck up on me. Yeah. Well, let me just kind of like jump back. Guys, we tried to have this podcast before. It was actually a really exciting moment. Um, and we'll kind of talk about these journeys that Chelsea goes on with these spur of the moment, exciting Minuteman moments. Because when we first tried to have this interview, this discussion, this girl chat, um, all of a sudden, she got this call from her agent. And she had to take the call. And she... Like had to run, I don't I don't remember where you had to run, down to SAG. And then you were like, oh my gosh, I have to go to Hawaii. And I was like, wait, what? And you're like, I'm going on the Hawaii Five O show. I gotta go. And I was like, oh my gosh. So it's funny too, because it really can sometimes just happen that fast too. You oh know, it's like gosh. like everything is going one way and then you get a phone call and I'm like, drop everything. Like all I need is to pack a swimsuit. Like I'm leaving tomorrow. <laughs> How lucky is that? So can you kind of like replay in your mind like that call? Because I saw it firsthand. Yes. Okay. So I had already, like I went in for the Hawaii Five-O audition and I had never been to that casting office before. And I am like obnoxiously optimistic. So I think every single time I go to a casting, I'm like, I would say nine out of 10 times. I'm like, I nailed it. I definitely got that. Mm -hmm. Like I'm going to be like the next, whatever, you know, I, I'm going to have that role. And I always feel like I did good. But so I left Hawaii Five-O, same thing. I'm like, Oh, I did so good. Texted my agent was like, I wouldn't be surprised by a callback. And he was like, you have to stop saying that. Like, you can't keep saying every time you go into something that you think that you got it. And then, um, and then they called and they put you on a veil. So they just ask for your outside dates. Like, hey, we think we're going to be shooting between this amount of time. To, they just double check that you're available to shoot and that there's no conflicts for it. And so I already knew I was in the running for it. But when, like I've been put on a veil a dozen times. It doesn't matter. You know, it doesn't mean that you're going to get it by any means. They could be putting five people on a veil. They could be putting you on a veil, but end up choosing somebody of a different sex for the role. They could end up scrapping the role altogether, you know. So a lot of factors go into it. It's it, Being put on a veil is exciting, but it definitely doesn't mean you booked the job. So they put me on a veil. I was excited, um, already thinking about how I shouldn't have ate so much at Thanksgiving. Oh. Since I was like, you know, you don't want to look like so bloated in a bikini and on a shoot in Hawaii, oh but... Um, but I was like really excited and then we sat down to chat on your podcast and I pretty much immediately got the phone call and I knew right away that it was a phone, it was good news because, um, just the way that, you know, the, my agent doesn't waste any time. Like if it was bad news, he might shoot me a text and say, well, you didn't get it, you know, but that would be it. He would never call to say I didn't. So I was pretty optimistic and he basically said like, pack your bags, you are going to Hawaii and you I left win. Two, two days later at like 6 a.m. and I was there for a week. Oh my gosh. I know. I followed you on Instagram and I was like, it looks amazing. And I think when you were gone, it was like raining here or something like cold, like cold and windy. And I was like, Nyeh. you know, 
Yeah, uh, it was so nice to be, I mean, obviously, like, the whole thing. I couldn't even act cool. I didn't act cool once. I got to be in a mermaid <laughs> tail for it. It was incredible. You but did not. It was so fun. It was, like, my whole role is so cool. And you know who my, um, I feel like you're young. You might not even know this, but. Um, oh, um, how old are you? I'm 30. I'm one. No, I'm 31. I'm 31. I'm, thir- I'm 31. <laughs> I'm 31. Okay. okay. <laughs> well, you still are young, but you, know, yeah. I did, you were younger than me. But um, I did, my husband for the show is Matt Lawrence. Do you remember the Lawrence brothers? Wait, yes. Um, from Blossom? I don't know. I mean, I feel like they're from a ton of stuff. I feel wait. like they were in, like, everything. Wait, Matt Lawrence and then yeah, Joey Lawrence. Matt, Joey, and, like, another one. Wait, Joey Lawrence, too. Yes. Wait, Joey, because Joey's engaged to Cheryl Burke, right? That, no, that's Matt. That's the one that played my husband. Oh, okay, okay. Oh, my gosh, because yeah, they look a lot alike. I just because I have a lot of friends in common with Cheryl, so kind of all. But it was funny. I'm like, he was like my – I was like had a crush on him as a oh. child. Like, I'm pretty sure I had one of those magazine cutouts, and like in the middle you could like take out, you know, the thing, and it was like the Lawrence Brother faces, and you could paste it on your wall. And I'm pretty sure I had a crush on him, so that I was just, kind of cool too. But the mermaid tail was definitely the best part of it. I just, as I recall, okay, we're going to get on this topic really fast. The Lawrence Brothers, wasn't one of them on Blossom? The one that went like, whoa. No, I have no idea what Blossom is. I've never oh heard Oh, my gosh. Google it. Google okay, it. Okay, I'll have to. I have no, like, never, ever heard of it. Oh, my gosh. Well, really now I feel old. Anyways, so you're at Hawaii. You got to, like, totally wear a mermaid tail and I I don't when is this episode gonna come out or how does this go yes but it should be probably um like sometime in the early spring I'm assuming it's like I'm I'm assuming just based on like how their episodes roll out that that's when it will be but I don't have an air date yet but it was so cool so I got there and they you know I try on the mermaid tails I had to try on like 15 of them and they chose the one they liked the most 15 that's a dream sorry (laughs) all these other mermaids like girls that were like real mermaids basically like that that's their full-time job is they work as mermaids in hotels in Hawaii and like do mermaid photo shoots and like all this other stuff they had these silicone tails that kind of suction cupped their legs together and mine was this like neoprene huge tail that had feathers and sequins and all this stuff on it and it was really hard to swim in, but I asked them, I had a stunt double and I asked, I was like, Hey, like, I'm a really good swimmer. Like I'd love to try to do the own, my own stunts. And so they gave me like a mermaid test. I had to go for like mermaid training camp and like learn all these mermaid synchronized moves. And it was incredible. And I did it and it was so fun and it was so hard. I swallowed like at least two gallons of water, but it was really fun. Oh my God. That's amazing. Um, that's like one of my dreams. I am a hardcore swimmer. Like Water is my blood, and yeah. you have no idea. Like when you said mermaid tail, I was like, if I could have done that. I don't know if you follow Julian Huff. Do you follow her? I don't, but I do love her. I oh my gosh! Her. Okay, so check out her Instagram. Her and like her friends and her husband—they just went on this amazing adventure in Indonesia, and she has this shot where she's—it's so beautiful. She's wearing the mermaid tail, and she's probably doing some acrobatic dancing thing underwater, but it's gorgeous. And I'm just like, can I be a real-life mermaid? You totally play the perfect part for a mermaid, girl. It was so fun. It was like seriously a dream come true. I want to be cast as a mermaid over and over and over again. Well, you never know. (laughs) Manifest that. You have a great attitude. You know what? And, like, I – 
I'm not an agent, but for you to come out of every audition saying like, I nailed it, I got it, like, good for you, you should, you know, like, you've got to manifest that energy out there. It's crazy. I mean, like, for instance, I hadn't talked to a person that I used to see like almost every single day. I haven't talked to her in like probably a month and a half. And I was thinking about her this morning. I was like, wow, you know, I wonder if she will reach out to me in a while. She reached out to me literally an hour later. It was crazy. That's how that happens. Like I totally believe, I just got my Reiki certification not too long ago. So I've been like really into energy, like even more so, you know, it was like kind of like the next step on my, after getting certified to teach yoga And I I totally believe that like energy, you know, it doesn't break down. It's total, it's transferable. And I really believe that the energy that you put out there and the things that you like, your mind is so powerful. And we're, we think that we're so limited to this space that we're, you know, that we occupy on the earth just at any given point, but it is so much more than that. And our energy can be transferred and can be sent out and, you know, I, I think it, it is a little woo-woo, like it's a little out there, but at the same time, I don't know, it's like I, I believe that more and more, you know, as I get older. I mean, I completely 100% agree. I mean, I was just telling, I was on someone else's podcast yesterday being interviewed and I was saying, uh, New Year's started and I created my vision board and they're like, what? You know, and I'm like, yeah, I've got to see it every single, like it's, it's in front of me right now, you know, and I'm looking at those things and you should put mermaid on it. <laughs> I should. I'll, I'll draw one in. I'll draw a mermaid yeah, in there. You got it. You got it. <laughs> um, but let's move on to your other projects that you're currently working on. So guys, if you haven't already like figured this out, Chelsea, as I said before, Chelsea's an actress. She's a, she, I mean, I was just watching her reels and stuff and I'm like, but what happens next? And they're just reels, you know, to have on the website for potential casting agents and such. But I, she's great, guys. She looks a little bit like who do you look a mix between? You look a mix. I, I have a really familiar face, so I get all different kinds of people all the time. I actually, my face is so familiar that every time I even step out of my house, someone will be like, "Wait, I think I know you. Are you from this? Or are we related in some way?" Related. <laughs> with my cousin this I'm like no I just have a familiar face you you kind of do have that like Gigi Hadid look oh well that's the best one ever I'll just take that one no you do (laughs) you have a little bit of like I love Kate Upton you've got a little Kate Upton in you too yeah like best ones ever I feel like I don't always get the good ones oh well I totally appreciate it that's what comes to my head girl but um so moving on to other projects that you've been working on as I mentioned before when the weather gets cold when it gets seasonal here I love watching Hallmark Channel I love watching Lifetime you were recently in a movie that was on Hallmark correct right well, last year I was in a Christmas movie on Lifetime that they played all year. It was called My Christmas Prince. And then this year my, my movie aired, um, that it was called Christmas Made to Order. It was a Hallmark movie. And I'm not the lead character in either one. I, I play a supporting role. Uh, last year I did get a love interest, though, which is, like, pretty exciting. This year I didn't have one, but I play the co-worker and best friend, the main character. Love it. Um, okay, so My Christmas Prince... I want to – who was the writer of that? Because I have a feeling – because, okay, this is – oh, no, I think it was a royal Christmas. When you, when you think of, like, Lifetime and Hallmark holiday movies, all the freaking titles are, like, so similar that I'm just, like, 
I get so confused. But a good parents um, holiday movie on Lifetime was called The Royal Christmas or a Royal Some. Yeah, I think it was a Royal Christmas. I don't know, but they are all so similar. They they're, like totally trick you. They're all so similar. But um, so Christmas made to order though. I mean, Jonathan Bennett is in that movie. And- He's so funny. Oh, oh my, my god, we had so much fun with him he's a like seriously a right him and his boyfriend came his boyfriend came to visit over halloween and they got their face painted by one of the makeup girls and um like to be zombies or or skeletons i guess and they drove us around that we took the 15 passenger 20 passenger van and they drove us all the way into salt lake city which was like a 30 or 40 minute drive to go to this (laughs) club where it was a gay club but everyone was like so dressed up and like we had so much fun and then they took us back and drove us through mcdonald's at like 2 a.m oh my god (laughs) i love it i mean i don't think i haven't i haven't eaten fast food in so long i did eat a couple french fries but i haven't eaten fast food i mean it doesn't even like appeal to me and i don't eat meat but i was like i was like what a funny memory to have with like somebody that I don't know. He's like so cool. Mean Girls is like the coolest movie of all time. (laughs) You nailed it, girl. Guys, if you did not know who we were talking about, Jonathan Bennett is on Mean Girls. And he's also, he, I think he was just in Ariana Grande's like new music video as well. They like, he's so busy all over the place. He just had a new cookbook too. Yes. The Burn cookbook or something like that. Yep. Yeah, no, he's he's cute. And Alexa Pena Vega was in there. Guys, um, you know her from, um, oh, my God. Spy Kids. Spy Kids. Why did I, like, forget that? She's in, her and her husband act together. They actually had a Lifetime or Hallmark movie together, I think, this summer. But they both do at least one Hallmark or Lifetime movie, holiday movie, every year. It's kind of nice because once you're in that family – they kind of keep you in, you know? Yes. Yeah. Like it's like, it's like once you're fun and you show up and you're nice on set and like you're agreeable and, and you're sweet to work with because it's like, they're doing, they're, they're churning these movies out so fast. It's not like working on some, I don't know, like multi-million dollar budget where they're stringing things along and they, you know, everybody has to like have all these say in it. It has to be approved left and right. It's like they get their scripts they break it down. They sh- they film it within a month, usually in Utah or sometimes in Canada, and then it's airing within the next month. I mean, it's crazy the timetable that they're working on. So really, it's like if you just show up and you're like nice and you know you do a good job, then you're pretty likely to get called back to work on another movie, which is kind of the best part. You like become part of the family. I know. I was actually thinking about that when you just said that. I was like, uh, Candace Candace Bure is like been in like all the movies I've watched this winter and like yeah she's definitely stuck on there it's like and then I see like a bunch of like Beverly Mitchell's on there so it's like all of my like childhood memories are like coming back to life girl that played Winnie Cooper she's in a movie I feel like every year I I don't know her first name but I love watching because I love the wonder years oh Oh, my god for sure so those are some I mean, you're like growing. How long have you been acting for? And let's step back. Hold on, hold on. Let me interrupt you. Chelsea, let's step back. So where are you from? Okay. (laughs) Okay, way back. All right. So I'll give my little trajectory. Yes. I'm from Plymouth-ish, Massachusetts. So South Shore, Massachusetts, like a small 
farm kind of like a little farm we had goats and chickens and acres of corn grew up right next to cranberry bog like total country living my mom put me in pageants and I was an only child so my dad put me in like every other sport and then (laughs) and then I went to school out there I went I graduated college with a psychology and Spanish double major and like I totally loved college was really close to having a 4.0 GPA like had published research totally wanted to go full steam ahead in psychology and become a psychiatrist. And then like somewhere around my senior year, I think it was after I studied abroad, I studied abroad in Granada, Spain. And I came back and I had never wanted to travel before there. Like I I honestly didn't. I wanted to like go to Florida, but I didn't want to miss out on opportunities with my friends. Like I cared so much about like, I had such a fear of missing out that I never wanted to travel because I didn't want to miss like whatever weekend parties were going on. Like I just was so in that world. Like I think probably as most kids kind of are, but I never really wanted to travel. My parents didn't put an inf- like an importance on it at all. My dad was always like, why would you want to leave the U S you know, it's a great place. <laughs> and my mom, I don't think had ever even left the United States. So I studied abroad because my two best friends in college did, my two roommates. So I felt like I was left no other choice but to go. So I went, and I obviously loved it. I I cried when I had to come home instead of, like, crying when I had to go there. My mom came over and visited me, like, left the country for the first time. And we traveled every weekend. Like, we would go to London for the weekend. We'd go to Paris for the weekend. We'd go to Madrid. We'd go all these different places. Every weekend we were gone and staying in, like, hostels and backpacking and, like, seeing so much of Europe and just, like, We went to Morocco, which was definitely one of the most enlightening trips that I did. And I actually ended up hosting a yoga retreat there um, last year, right at this time I was there. Because it's like, that was such a moving, I mean, it totally changed my whole, my personality, my, my, everything about me changed. So I came home and I decided that I was too sensitive of a person to go into psychiatry um, because I get too affected by other people's emotions and that I just wasn't, it just wasn't for me. Like I wasn't ready to go into grad school. And then I ended up, um, I was like kind of loosely dating someone that was from California. So he graduated and then I came out to visit with some girlfriends and I was like, wow, Los Angeles is so cool. And I ended up, I ended up marrying him. So, you know, now we've been together. Yeah, now we've been together forever, and we live in West Hollywood together. But so I ended up coming out to California, and I never wanted to do acting. Like I kind of wanted to be a TV host. Like I liked the idea of that, but like I don't know, it just it seemed so far out of the realm of possibility. Like it seemed like a dream too big, and I never even wanted to say that I wanted to do that. Like I don't know, it was so it was so weird to me to even like think that that was a possibility that somebody from Halifax, Massachusetts, like a town that doesn't even have fast food, it's so small, could like be in a movie or or be an actress or like, where do I even start? So I moved to LA and I started, I got a job in casting right away. I worked in reality casting. And then I did that. I worked for reality casting for American Ninja Warrior. And then I started um, working as uh, an agent for actors and actresses. I moved back home to take a job back in Boston. So I was an agent for kid actors, and then um, I ended up booking, when I was out there, I applied for this road trip show to host it with my pen pal, which is another story for another podcast. But So that was like my first time really being on camera hosting, besides like little hosting things here and there, or doing pageants. 
and I loved it. Like, I just was such a ham for the camera, and I, like, couldn't, I loved it. Like, I felt like I turned on and, like, couldn't wait to be in front of the camera and have all the attention and, you know, really have to be articulate and have to be thoughtful for with every word that came out of your mouth and I worked so hard to get rid of my Boston accent and <laughs> finally you know I came to Cal I came back to California started working as an agent out here a theatrical agent and I put people in criminal minds and all these big shows at the time and then I started to really be like maybe I could do this like here I am working as an agent in Hollywood or actually in Beverly Hills but a Beverly Hills agent and I had all these great actors and actresses and I was young. I was like 24, 25 when I was doing this and like making so much money and my actors and actresses just seems like a lot of them like really took it seriously. A lot of them, I'm like, what the hell is going on? Like I worked so hard to get you an audition then you don't show up or you show up unprepared or you call me in the middle of the night and ask me what to wear or you get booked in a job, but you rather go to, you know, your friend's trip somewhere like Everybody, I was like, it's such a, it's, it's like, it's such a small part of it is having talent. Like the rest of it is just managing your time and being just normal, like not being like a weirdo actor who shows up and like just being normal, being somebody that somebody wants to work with. So I saw that there was an opportunity for that. And I just like one day bit the bullet and quit and went on the dark side. And I've been like acting ever since. And then I got my yoga certification. I have my real estate license. My husband and I also do real estate together. He's actually on showings right now. So I could podcast with you. Nice. <laughs> and then, um, and then I started doing, you know, rich yoga retreats and stuff. So, and, and I've always had my blog the whole time. So that was like, my blog has been my constant. So that's like kind of the evolution of like it started as almost like a diary I would pour my heart out into and then I got into health and fitness and wellness and then it was just kind of I mean it still is kind of a diary but it's turned into a lot about travel too yeah yeah I wanted to go into your wow okay first off let me step back what a journey um we kind of like I feel like you and I are kind of like soul sisters a little bit because we kind of have similar-ish journeys. Um, I mean, I'm from a sm smaller town, too, and not, like, super small as yours, but I'm from Kansas City, so, like, I get it, and I get how coming to L.A. is, like, super scary and, like, kind of, I mean, it was probably a little more, like, you seem like you had a little more daring streak than I did, but still scary, especially when you, like, have this, like, blurred like passion kind of and you're like should I go for it and then and then you do go for it and then there's so many doors that could be slammed upon your face but in all reality as I mentioned before your attitude is like the main point of why you're successful and why you're being successful and I think you're only gonna bring in those like vibrations and so for instance as you said like the the Hallmark and the, the Lifetime family, like once you're in the family, you're in the family and they want to work with the so-called whatever normal people or just the people right. that are responsible and people that are grateful because in all reality, like those are the people that you want to relate with to on the screen as well. Like you want to be like, I want that person in my life, you know, it's an escape. And so, yeah, you're a great escape to have, girl. Oh, I love you. I'm like, so <laughs> I do, you know, and I feel like something too, like my best advice that I can ever give for acting, and I used to give this like way back when I was an agent, is that like you are not just an actor or an actress. Like you, that's not just what you are. That's not your only passion. And if it is, 
You need to go out in the world and like find yourself. You need to find something else that makes you interesting because if you put all your stock in like, I'm, I need to be an actress and like people don't even know why I'm like, well, well, why? Like, is it because you want to be famous? Like, is it because you love being, you know, acting Because if it was just that you loved acting, like maybe then, then pour your heart into, into theater or maybe is, is it because you love the scripts then maybe try out writing? You know, there's so many different things that make somebody, you know, unique and, and gives them a personality and you can't just hold on to one facet of it and describe yourself like that. Like just the same way that you look at somebody's profile and you know, their, their first thing might be like, uh, I'm a mom of two or some, or whatever it is. Like you're, you're just by defining yourself as just that, like you're so much more than that. Like that's just one aspect of like what makes you who you are. And you always have to be exploring that. And yeah, I think yeah. travel is kind of the best way to do that. It really shakes you out of your comfort zone and asks you to look at yourself right in the mirror and find out what kind of person you are. Exactly, 100%. I mean, I took myself way out of my shell. Gosh, it was probably almost six years ago, and I'm long overdue for another shakeup. But you find exactly who you are. You find who your passions are. You find or what your passions are. You find your complete true voice. You you find, like, how much you can, like, withstand you know out in the real world you know that's the real world guys it's not LA it's not on the 405 you know or whatever but um I want to go talking more about sorry we might have some background noise going on but um they're just that's the LA ambiance there's nowhere that you can go in Los Angeles that's quiet (laughs) oh my god for sure for sure the Palisades and like you know yeah but like I mean, you're right. Where are you? You're like down in Manhattan Beach area? Yes. Yeah. Still noise. I swear I walked down the street. There are three houses being built upon this street, which was not even a quarter of a mile long. Like, I was like, what? Like, I feel bad for all the other neighbors. Anyways, I want to talk about your, I want to talk about your blog, your writing on there, because guys, it's called The Traveling Fig. Actually, just travelingfig.com. So did this start, when did this start? I would say right when I got back from Spain, I like really, I had kept a journal the whole time that I was there. And then I had, you know, and like I wrote every day in that journal and I really found a passion for writing because it was like, I I needed to digest what I was seeing. And I also was like so afraid that I would forget the trip and forget the memories that I was making because it was just it felt like a dream. It was such a special, unique experience. And every day it was just so much like such a sensory overload. So then I got back and I finished my senior year. And then, um, I think I started blogging like right as I graduated, I just started, you know, I just started the blog and I would write about, especially when I moved back to, um, Boston, I would write like about just stuff that I noticed and like some of it would be kind of cheeky. Some of it would be kind of travel based or about a restaurant, you know, I was just kind of finding my voice in it. And then um, I think that it really became a travel blog after I booked this show, this travel show that I hosted through uh, Columbia. So I was in Columbia for a couple weeks and I didn't bring my computer, but I did bring a journal that I wrote in again. And this was like now again, the first time since Spain, I had started to really pour my heart out as kind of like a travel log or, or a travel diary. And then I got back and then I was like, okay, I want to blog all of the time. Like this is so therapeutic. And also it's like, 
gives me an avenue to reach an audience in a way that is important to me to make a difference in, in somebody's life and without beating something over their head. But if somebody stumbles upon my blog because keywords brought them there, you know, that I can, I can share something with them. And I thought that that was kind of, you know, before Instagram was a thing really was really important to me. And it, and it is, it's blogging is so therapeutic. It's so, even if, even just writing in a diary or a journal or writing a letter to someone is so good for you. Yeah, for sure. No, I mean, I completely agree, guys. I mean, I have um, my blog as well, and it's it's, it's a lot, you know, how do I describe this? It's, it's a quiet time for yourself to kind of like give off your self-reflection of, you know, what you're enduring in life, what you're passionate about, what you're looking forward to next. And it's just kind of like a, like a, a mind release, you know, like as much as journaling. Cause some people are like, I can't, I can't journal. Like I don't want to get the paper out, but it, so yeah, like go to a computer and put like photos in there and like little memories and, and yeah, it can just be just for you, but someone else might completely relate with that. Or maybe as you said, keywords, like maybe someone is like researching a trip that they want to go to and they want your opinion and be like, well, I'm like her, you know, or my personality seems like her. Maybe I would like this place too, you know? So yeah. I think that's like the high benefit of it. And like, what's your feedback been from having the blog? Like, do you get tons of comments? Do you have a lot of like resorts hitting you up? How does it go? I had to turn off comments because I get like the weirdest stuff ever. So I don't have any opportunity for comments really on my blog anymore. But I do find that honestly, like my, the beauty stuff usually gets um, the most hits, which is funny, like stuff like, or, like beauty or diet or like um, anything to do with like, yeah, I stuff that's like kind of superficial, which is funny. I mean, I still like writing about stuff like that, but you know, things about like the best vegan protein powders or should you buy lash boost or whatever you know I think maybe because the travel space is so inundated you know I do have a few posts that have trended and done well but it's kind of all over the place sometimes I'll leverage my blog to get what I want but usually the things that get sent to me are beauty related and obviously I love that I love getting packages and things for free so like it's a lot of like you know try this new shampoo or this new microdermabrasion at-home system or this new teeth whitening kit or a new watch or whatever it is but it goes hand in hand with the Instagram too you know some companies are much more um I guess they, they want they want they just want the biggest reach for their product they want a glowing review and the biggest reach so I do find that I turn down more things than I say yes to. It's just kind of time consuming and it's not. Sorry. (laughs) Um, That was my end, guys. Uh, No, no, I I completely agree. Um, Okay, so kind of like one thing I want to ask you, because as I look on your your website, and now I'm very curious. Okay, so guys, she's got like a rockin' body. She teaches yoga, um, which... What type of yoga do you teach, by the way? I teach right now. I teach, well, I teach at Nickelodeon Studios. Um, I do their, like, a corporate wellness program up there, which is kind of fun. And that's like a, a, a Hatha class, I guess. I mean, kind of a vinyasa class, but we'll, we'll pick something specific to work on every time. And then I've been teaching a yin class um, on Saturdays. And then sometimes I'll do a power yoga class. I'm kind of all over the place. I 
I teach at a studio by my house, but I've been traveling so much. You know, I got back last night super late. I leave again on Friday, and then I'm back for, like, another two weeks. And then, I don't know, I'm just I'm gone so much that I have some private clients that are easy to work with and can work with my schedule. But, yeah, I need to get back into, like, a more steady teaching schedule for sure. So is yoga your main form of workout or do you have like a strict schedule of what you like to do for yourself and other mechanisms? That is the best question ever because I used to be a gym rat. I was on class fast. I went twice a day sometimes. Like I was obsessed with working out and I felt like the only good workouts were ones that made me sweat to death and that I was like my heart was pounding. And now I'm kind of over them. I, I don't know. I, I can't even explain it really. Like I, I think that those types of workouts are so good for certain people. For me, I feel like they cause my body unnecessary stress and, mm. and I just don't get the same results, like the results that I need from them. I get just as good of results from doing yoga and then maybe throwing in something like, I don't know, like a weighted class. Mm-hmm. I, I, the, the, cl- the studio that I teach at has a lot of dance classes. So if I teach yoga over there on Saturday, say I'll go an hour early and take the dance class before mine, or I go hiking a lot, but I'm just like not into the Barry's Bootcamp type classes really anymore. Maybe like once a month if I go with a date with a friend, but I used to be going every single date to cycling and rowing and all these like high intensity classes. And I just like, I feel like my body looks better without them, but like, why put myself through the stress? In all honesty, and this is just my two cents, um, because we're the same age, I feel like the same thing has kind of happened to me within the last couple of years. I used to do, like, kickboxing, which I still enjoy one, but it's not, like, now I'm, like, very cautious of, like, my joints. Yeah. Yeah, and I'm just, like, yoga, anything for the mind, um, you know, just, I don't know, like, recovery is different when you... And I know we're young, but like recovery like shifts and it's different and our body needs different things. And maybe we don't want to be, you know, looking a certain way. Maybe we just want to like, you know, have those womanly like curves and features and stuff, you know? So like, I get you. It's it's like, if I want to slim down and have my abs show, it's like, it's just eating right. Like that's all it's eating right. And I could go to yoga for a couple, you know, every morning and then maybe go on a hike at night, maybe go on a jog. I don't even really like jogging in LA because there's so much pollution, but maybe go on a jog, like maybe do a spin class or something. But it's like that. It's really about eating. It's like 90% is what you're putting in your body. And I just ate like an ass for three weeks. (laughs) Family, like completely, I mean, I didn't eat meat, but I was, like, so far from being vegan. I think I had dairy every single day when, like, I barely eat it the rest of the year. And, like, it's, like, all that stuff, drinking like that and stuff, once you just cut that out and you just watch what you eat, you know, it doesn't take much more. It's, like, just be mindful about what you're putting in your body. Be mindful about giving yourself the time to rest. And then, like, yeah, take a challenging yoga class or Pilates class or or hell, do a kickboxing class, whatever it is, but you don't need to like kill yourself in the gym to get results. 
Yeah. So let's dive into your your diet of choice because you've expressed that you've had some rosacea, maybe some IBS issues, which I think a lot of people can relate. Um, you know, I mean, I definitely dealt with like the IBS gut distress for sure. Um, can you kind of tell us, are you open to telling us about your experiences with that and what you worked on? Honestly, this the rosacea posts that I have on YouTube are my are my ones that are have the most hits. I don't know what they're up to now, but it's hundreds of thousands because I, I when I made those, I'm like, maybe it can help like one person if they come onto this YouTube video. And it's so crazy. I think that after now going through it and now not having rosacea anymore after the dermatologist and the doctor told me that IBS and rosacea are incurable. They said, there's no way you're going to have it for your whole life. Rosacea only gets worse. And then now I don't have it. Like, I'm so happy to share that information with people because it's just like, you know, uh, okay, yes. Like maybe your face isn't, you know, you should look inside and, you know, love your personality and blah, blah, blah. But also (laughs) like you want to feel good in your skin. Right, exactly. The rosacea was just a window to what was going on in my stomach and my digestive system. So for me, the only thing that ended up working is um, I ended up visiting this Chinese doctor. And this was before I was into even yoga. Like I was like, this was, I mean, I liked yoga, but I wasn't a yoga teacher. I did wasn't into like any woo-woo diets. Like I wasn't vegan or vegetarian even like at all. And I went to the regular doctor. I had been going for a year. I was severely underweight but had a super bloated stomach. And everything I ate made my cheeks get red and bumpy all the way down my neck onto my forehead and I just was like so stressed about it so I finally went to this Chinese um, or oriental west eastern medicine doctor and he put me on this diet where I had to eat really um, well-cooked foods so I would eat every day in the morning I would have like oatmeal and everything had to be warm but it was for my dosha for my particular body temperature and type but just like I ate a lot of like boiled chicken and vegetables. Like I would just use my crock pot and put everything in it. Even fruit, I would only eat it if it was like cooked in oatmeal or cooked in something. And I had no caffeine, no alcohol. And I had to get to the point where I was like desperate to do this, obviously, before I tried this. And I stuck to it for three or four months and then slowly introduced everything back in. And since I've been talking to you now, I've had three cups of coffee. Nothing happens to my face. Like I've had drink wine all the last couple weeks and that was used to be my biggest trigger was coffee and wine and now I'm like completely fine everything is fine yeah sometimes when we just like rest and you know the rest and digest like let your body heal itself because your body will heal itself your body's a natural healing mechanism but like the time before maybe like you were not aware and as you said before like having a mindful body mind connection you know like that is the key that's the key trigger there. Like you have to like know exactly what you're putting in your body and like, you know, and guys, when I say like doing elimination diets and when we're talking about this, like we're not just saying just do it. Like don't just like say, okay, I'm going to take this out. And I'm gonna, Cause guesswork is like not the answer. You've got to work with a professional. Um, I've worked with some great professionals on that and they have completely helped me in so many different ways. Um, but moving on to that, uh, with that topic, Chelsea, do you have any dietary like preferences? Like I, I try not to use so many labels, um, but I know people say like vegan, keto, paleo, whatever. Do you have a preference that you kind of stick to that's been helping you out and mentally and physically? So 
I really wanted to be somebody that had a high fat diet. Like I, I loved that. I was all about it. I was like so excited to, because my favorite foods, like the stuff that I crave are like nuts and avocados mm-hmm. and like high fat, everything, olive oils. Like I could eat that stuff all day long. For some reason, it just doesn't work as well for me. So after years and years and years and years of severely restricting my calories when I did pageants and I wanted to be an actress, so I thought I had to be so thin and, you know, I didn't feel as pretty as everyone that I was friends with. And I like definitely had an eating problem for years. And then when I did not eat carbs at all, I finally realized after all that time that carbs are actually like what keeps me, what is like keeps my body humming. So it's like, I need carbs. So now I eat a lot of like wild rice. I'll eat um, like gluten-free granolas and oatmeals. Um, I have potatoes a lot now, something that I would like never eat before. I'll eat gluten-free pastas. So I follow, you know, I don't mind having gluten. It doesn't bother me. I don't think I'm allergic to it, but I just try to eat um, as healthy and as, as like enriched food as I can. So if I am going to eat gluten, you know, I want it to be Ezekiel bread or something like that. Um, meat always was fine with me. I, I always digested meat really well, but I had tried to be a vegetarian a couple times over the years just because I feel like it's where my heart is. And I have like such a big heart for animals mm-hmm. and I feel so much for them. And like, I, I, I like totally feel the karma of like how the animal is killed and like how it gets to me. And then the yes. waste that this country has and also the environmental impacts that, you know, our enormous meat consumption has in the world. So I, I don't eat it because I feel bad for the animals. Do I still crave an Italian sub or like a steak? Of course. I like, I love, I'm like such a meat eater chicken, not so much, but like such a carnivorous carnivorous person. And when I was trying to heal my body, I ate a lot of boiled chicken and boiled, um, like Turkey and things like that as well. But now it's been two years that I haven't had meat and I definitely will not eat it again. I can say that with, with pretty much certainty that, you know, even if like I had a bite at somebody's house or something, I haven't yet, but even if I did, you know, I think that I will come back to not eating meat because that's what I feel is that's what I feel comfortable in. I wake up in the morning and that's one decision I know that's already been made that makes me feel like I'm making the smallest little smidgen of a difference. And then I go into the, the bathroom and I'm like, all right, I use the reusable cotton pads and that's one little difference that I'm making in the world. And it just helps me set my day up in a way that I feel like, you know, I can make one other little small change. Exactly. I completely agree. And you said it perfectly right there, Chelsea, where a lot of people do not understand that like, you know, when we do harm those animals, depending on the way that they are, you know, like killed and stuff, um, that trauma goes it goes into you it goes into that burger or whatever it goes into you um so i think that's like a really good point to put out there and you guys you can eat whatever you want of course i'm just being honest i know kind of some more facts behind it but i'm trying to inform you Uh, I i asked my husband to do vegan with me and he did and he's the most biggest meat eater in the entire world and he did it for two full months he didn't eat meat and it didn't work for him. Like, he's trying to lose weight. And he's a huge, like, big muscular, huge broad shoulders guy. He's always struggling with his weight. And it didn't work for him. And we live in a house where he eats meat every single day. Every day. Usually two meals a day are meat. 
and I don't eat it and it's totally fine. I can totally coexist with my partner not eating meat and that's okay. Like I would never like put my beliefs on somebody else. So like totally eat whatever is right for your body and whatever you feel mentally right with. Right. I, and what I tell my clients is that, you know, every body's body is different. We are all different. Different things work for different people. But also the thing is the definitions of eating certain things have been so skewed that, you know, like, yeah, there is a right way to be, you know, plant-based, vegan or whatever. Like, you know, you could easily say like, well, a French fry, that's, you know, that's plant-based, you know, but okay, let's step back. Let's think about the oils that are being put on there. So there are reasons of why maybe that person's not dropping weight. There are also mental, emotional reasons why that person might not be losing weight. You know, we all know that when you are so, have so much stress and then your cortisol levels are being like raised so high that, you know, your proteins are not being digested, you know? And so that's another key, key, key issue. Other people might have other factors, you know, um, going on. Yeah. And like some people, it works so well for them to do fasting. I've had two doctors tell me, do not fast. Like mm-hmm. two, because my it's not right for my body. You know, it's not, it's, you know, the same doctors, I went with my husband, they said, you should definitely try fasting. Like definitely do intermittent fasting. It's right for you. But for somebody like me who has hormonal issues and has, is, you know, has really low iron and has a yeah. history of fainting and, you know, it's not it, right for me to yeah. do fasting. It actually has the opposite effect. Um, I'm just going to like put that out there um, because I've tried it. I've tried a number of different ways. There will be certain times in my life like, you know, female fasting and male fasting in my belief is completely different because we have hormones, a lot of hormones. I mean, males have hormones too, but we have a lot. And um, so it depends on the type of the month, you know, and like our iron iron levels. And I completely agree with like I've done 24-hour fasts and – yeah, they've been mentally like freeing and stuff. Um, but I didn't eat day one. I didn't eat for seven days. Seven days? Yeah. Uh, what did you eat or what did you do? Water? It was um it was kind of like the master cleanse, but there wasn't even like syrup in it really. Oh, it was God. like but yeah, but seven days. And it was a doctor my insurance paid for. It was like a doctor prescribed one, but like some new age doctor to help me get rid of gall gallbladder stones and like something else. But I really, I mean, I only did it because I was like so obsessed with being thin. I thought I was only, would be pretty if I was so, so thin. So I was like so excited to do it at the time. (laughs) It was years ago. It was like such a long time ago. But yeah, seven days. And it was easy for me because I'm like the willpower thing. Like, you know, that part, I was like so excited to do it and to have like something to look forward to like that. And it's so bad. I'm like the the amount of like... the havoc that it probably wreaked on my body. I don't even think I got my period for like, I mean, I still don't really even get it really. I like, I feel like that screws you up so bad. Yeah. You know what? Let me, let me touch on that subject really quickly because, um, you talked, you were in pageants, um, very visual lifestyle you've had. And you said you had some body image issues. Um, did you ever have, any like um eating issues along with that i mean when i was preparing for pageants i would eat no more than 700 calories a day 
but I still like 20, 21, 22. So I was still going out and like drinking with my friends and I would get like vodka waters. I mean, so I was like eating 700 calories and then drinking and adding those calories to my trackers and making sure that I was like around 700 and I would do that for months. It was so bad. What was your mental state like at that point? I felt good about it. I loved the control of it. I was like, this is great. Like I, I didn't feel like I could win the pack. I felt like that could be my, my, that could be what made me win was the, was that I was thin, you know, that I was like so thin that they'd be like, wow, you know, she looks great because she's thin. Like she's not the prettiest or she's not this. Like, I just guess it was like a confidence issue. And, and it started happening. Um, like I started even, I didn't even know about like losing weight or working out or anything until my junior year of college when I met my now husband. But so he, he had graduated and we were like, you know, we're kind of dating. We spent the summer together in LA before I came back from, to finish my final year. And he had always, he had been like really overweight as a kid and like had lost weight. He was so obsessed with what he put in his body. And like, probably an unhealthy obsession, but like he was trying to maintain a healthy weight. So he'd eat a lot of like grilled chicken and spinach when we'd go to dinners. And he was like all about protein shakes. And I had never even like, I was ordering, you know, just whatever, like cheeseburgers. And like, I never, I didn't care. I was eating late night pizza. Like it didn't, I never even crossed my mind. And then, um, I started dating him and then I immediately like signed up for a pageant. And then it was just like, God, I don't know. So, I mean, he was, it's not like he wanted me to, to lose the weight. He kept being like, I don't know. You're like getting really unhealthy looking like you look like you could break, but, but it was just like, it was in my mind. Like I just like had this obsession with it. And then I was like obsessed with going to the gym, obsessed with running. And it kind of lasted for a while. Like I moved to LA and I thought, I was like, wow, everyone here is so beautiful. Like, but, but the one thing I could have is like, I could be the thinnest. And, like, you do, you get so much praise for it. Like, wow, you're so thin. You're so lucky. You can wear that. Well, Chelsea's so thin. Well, she could wear this. Or, or well, it wouldn't fit me, but it would fit her. You know, it's like you get all this praise for being so thin. And, like, everybody is kind of envious of it. And it shows, like, a certain kind of control. It's like, well, I can control this one aspect. I can't control what my skin looks like. I can't control, you know, well, I mean, yes, you kind of can. But, you know, there's so many other things you can't control. But I could control that. Yeah. You know what? I completely agree. But the thing is, you know, and then your body image, how you see yourself becomes a little skewed. Uh, You look into the mirror maybe and you're like, well, no, I see myself as this, but other people see you as something else. Um, And, you know, like you said, people give you praise, praise, praise for having, you know, that that appearance or whatever. And it's, it's so crazy because people will look at you and say comments about, any sort of shape or size you are. So like for females, like in all honesty, like we could be on our period and like have water weight, like of five pounds. And like people could be like, oh, did you gain weight? And you could be like, I'm on my period, you know? And so that messes up with the mind as well. So there could be like such backlash, you know, there could be praise. You could be like, oh yeah, great. You look great until there's that one day where they're like, oh, you look too skinny. Or, oh, you look like you've gained weight or whatever, this, that, you know. So it's all a mind game. But how would you recommend? Because nowadays, I think body image is so, it's been so, like, with Instagram, 
there are fake Instagrams on there with these people that just post these like tiny little wastes. And I'm like, how did they get like that? And for all, in all honesty, like, how do you, how would you tell someone, you know, to like breathe their own confidence out there? Like, what would you suggest to like the younger you? Like, if you had to go through that again, you know, like, what would you tell the younger you about confidence? I think, well, I'm going to say two things. The first is that I think what really pulled me out of this, like, vicious cycle of being so obsessed with being thin was traveling. Like, when I finally started traveling again, and then it was like, you're just so excited to eat everything in the new place. And, like, I just didn't care because I was on vacation and, like, Instagram wasn't really a thing, you know, so it's like, it didn't matter. It didn't matter what pictures I took when I was somewhere. I just got to like be in my skin and be so happy to be somewhere and like eat the gelato and eat all these things and, and, you know, have pasta dinners. And then I realized that I didn't really, you know, I gained back the weight, but it wasn't like, it's not that I looked horrible, you know, it was just like, maybe I didn't need to be a size zero. Maybe my body just was a size four. And if I bought the bigger jeans and I still felt pretty because the jeans felt fit okay you yeah, know exactly. and so I think that it was like for me like just starting to travel all the time and booking these trips and you know and then I'd get home and I'd get a little like oh my god I gained all this weight I feel that like right now I'm like oh I ate so bad what was I thinking and you know you have to find like a happy medium between that but I do believe if I, if I could go back and give myself advice it would just be to like focus especially when it came to pageants, like it would be just to focus on like the interview, you know, it, it wasn't about the bikini, right? Like it was about how, how did you wow somebody in your interview? Like how can you become a better person, a more interesting, a more engaging person in the interview component? So for the pageants that I did, it was like a third bathing suit, which is like horrifying. I mean, I was so young, a third gown, which I spent like a thousand dollars on and then a third interview. And if I had just thought, instead of worrying so much about the other two, like, how can I be so mesmerizing and engaging and, and you know, informed and, and that they couldn't think of picking someone else, that they could be like, well, we're going to give her a trainer anyway. So even if her body's not 100% what we're, what we're looking for, for her to go on and compete, like, she has a year to train for it with a trainer that we give her, you know, that that, that would have probably been the best advice I could have given myself and in a grander scale, like obviously just thinking about that as like, wow, you know, like if I, it's not, it's like, yeah, you might, you might get more Instagram likes if you look super beautiful in a photo and you have a really small waist, but like how fleeting is that happiness? And like, are you going to find your soulmate, your best friends because you have a beautiful Instagram? Like, no, you're not. It's, it's like work on yourself and be such like a, an energizing and captivating light that people are so, they, they can't, they, they need to be around you, right? Like they want to be around you so bad because you are engaging and there's something like special about your personality. Exactly. You said it. I don't even have to like say anything else, Charles. You've got a girl and like, you know what? I have such a girl crush on you. I'm like, I look at you and I'm like, 
you're just such a beautiful light and you can see it in your eyes, you can see it in your smile and people wanna be around you. And no wonder that you're getting all these, like booking these great jobs and your blog is going amazingly. You know, like keep it up, keep up that confidence, keep spreading the love, the light. I hope to go to one of your yoga classes and I hope, oh my God, I you really are making me wanna travel. Um, but I have one more question for you. And then I'm going to like, I could talk to you forever and ever and ever. And I could ask you so many more questions, but I want to ask you one final question. And really, and really catch up so I can ask you all the questions. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, for sure. Um, all right, girl. So what is your honest truth that has led you on a path to success in maintaining a healthy lifestyle? My honest truth. is that every moment is different from the last. So every moment, not just every day is a new beginning or every year, but every single moment you have the choice to make yourself better or make a difference or choose a different path or choose a different reaction. So you're not stuck at all, or I'm not stuck at all, in whatever my past has brought me to because I could change in the next moment. I love it. So basically in a nutshell, every moment you have the choice to make a change. Um, yeah, I mean, our <laughs> we have, I think it's our reaction to anything is the biggest component to what's gonna happen next, basically. Um, I love it. I love it. I applaud you. I, Chelsea, I cannot, I know you probably cannot reveal what you're working on, but do you have any projects that you can kind of share with us that you're working on that we can look forward to? I'm kind of like a start right now. I don't know what I have going on. I have a ton of travel coming up. Oh, for fun? Nothing really in the works for acting. So we'll see. Maybe I'll go on an audition this week and book something. I don't know. Or maybe not. Manifest um, it. But I'm, yeah, I'm looking to like make some new yoga retreats for this coming year. Maybe go back to bring another group back to Peru. And then Ooh. I'm thinking about spending like the whole month of June in Europe. So <gasps> let me know. Oh my gosh. Okay. Well, I cannot wait to get in touch with yeah. you further. Um, can you share your social handles, your Instagram? Where can people follow you and snoop on you? If you want to look at a lot of travel photos, then you can follow me at Organic Travel. If you're more interested in just seeing pictures of like me and my dog and me on set, then it's at Chelsea Gilson. Ooh, I like both. I like dogs and I like travel and I like you. Perfect. Okay. And we'll also put your blog on the website um, show notes as well. Chelsea, thank you so much. It was an honor to have you on and we look forward to seeing actually reruns of the Christmas movies and um, Hawaii Five-0 when it comes out. And I have another movie coming out um, with, it's called Dolomite is my name. It's an Eddie Murphy movie and Wesley Snipes and I think Chris Rock's in it too. Woo! And then, um, and it comes out, it will be coming out this coming year, but I don't have the specific dates, but it'll be on Netflix and I'm so excited to see it. Oh my gosh. Will you keep us in touch like with the whole schedule, everything? Yes. Yes. Okay. Course. Perfect. Guys, guys, we are on Spotify. We are on Apple, iTunes, you name it, we're there. Actually, just 
you know, subscribe. It's free. It's fun. We're out every single Monday. Oh my gosh. Chelsea is, again, it's been an honor to have you on the show. I have lost my train of thought because I am so, I'm like living vicariously through you right now. So guys, until next time, kiss, kiss, hug, hug, peace, love. Ciao. And there you have it, folks. That was Chelsea Gilson. Oh my gosh, isn't she just a bubble of white light that is guiding you towards a happy place? I seriously have to say something. I was stumbling upon my words. I was stumbling upon my thoughts because I was so enamored about her perseverance and her like zest for life. I mean, God forbid she be happy after an audition, right? I mean... Of course, we all need to manifest that great energy, that self-confidence, that self-love. And I think she spread such a beautiful message within our interview today. So guys, guys, I hope you enjoyed this interview we had with Chelsea Gilson. And I cannot wait to share more about her in the future. I hope to have her back on the Just Being Honest podcast. It's been a pleasure, and I hope you enjoyed it. I love it. I love it. I love it. I'm so grateful for you all. Thanks again for tuning in.